Hi, this is Shannon Courier, and coming up next on the Highway to Hope podcast, we're talking to my beautiful, sweet friend and Red River girl, Lindsay Lawler. She's going to be joining us on the Highway to Hope virtual concert event on Sunday, May 16th from 6 to 8 p.m. Let's give a listen to this fun tune. Here sure is beautiful With the sun shining gold on the field I'm still on the road I've got so far to go But I'm strong and I take the wheel And you might not believe Who you see when you look up at me This is Shannon Curry, our Director of Philanthropy and Development with the St. Christopher Truckers Relief Fund on the Highway to Hope podcast. And this week we are featuring our Red River girl, Lindsay Lawler from Nashville. I'm here, of course, once again with my partner in crime, Greg Thompson, the executive producer of the Podwheels Network and producer of the Highway to Hope podcast. Hey, Greg, I'm excited to talk with you again today and talk with Lindsay Lawler as well. Oh, yeah. And here's what I learned folks. We all know that Shannon's got some great connections in the trucking industry. And I learned from our interview session with Lindsay, you guys are pretty tight. Maybe not as tight as Donna Horton and Winona, but you guys are pretty tight in terms of being friends. And it was fun to hear the conversation between you guys. Well, we're not probably as tight as Winona and Donna, but I just love Lindsay. She is so sweet. She's so fun. She's so personable. She's always just this outgoing, bubbly personality, and we don't get to see each other near as often as we'd like to. She's literally never in town when I go to Nashville to visit, but we try to stay in touch on the phone or via email or text. It was super great to get to connect with her and talk with her on this interview. Well, it definitely was a bit of a catch-up session for you guys. And it's also going to be very enlightening for our listeners because Lindsay is somebody who's kept herself extremely busy during the pandemic and actually made me feel pretty lazy after I heard about all of the different things that she's doing. (laughs) No doubt. She never stops. And I know that there are also a couple of other 
projects she's involved in that weren't even mentioned in the interview. So on top of everything she did talk about and we did share, there are some other things on top of that that we didn't even get to. So she has stayed busy. She's always looking for creative things to do and music to write. You're going to hear some about what's been going on with her personally as well as what's been going on with her music career. And folks, as we go to this interview, the Highway to Hope podcast is actually going to be breaking some news here potentially because you're going to hear Lindsay talk about the titles that she's considering for her next album project that she's putting out. Yes, keep a listen out. She kind of has a theme going with the number six. So there's a little bit of a hint for you and she's going to share all about it in this interview. Today we're welcoming Lindsay Lawler, the Red River Girl, to our podcast. Welcome, Lindsay. Yay, I'm so happy to be here with you. I'm so excited because we don't ever get to talk. I know, I miss you. <laughs> I know, I miss you too. I'm so looking forward to seeing you next month. I know, very excited about the event. I know, me too. Well, before we get into all the goods on the events, we have to know all about Lindsay Lawler. For those people that might not, for some strange reason, know who Lindsay Lawler is, tell our audience a little bit about the Red River Girl and how you got into the music business. Yeah, so the long story short on me, I've always called myself a Red River Girl. Born in Oklahoma, raised in Texas along the Red River and traveled in between the two states all the time. That's kind of stuck, and that's actually my publishing company through it, but Red River Girl Music. Born in Oklahoma, raised in Texas. I'd say always my hashtag balance. I grew up singing in church and in bars, so that gave me my balance or lack thereof, I guess. I moved to L.A. right after college and was in a rock and roll band. Well, I was in a band in high school as well as college and keep hoping that music is never to be found again. I also have worked in radio out in L.A. as well as toured with a rock band. But I've been in Nashville for almost 14 years. Came here while I was living in L.A. Came here, had a manager at the time who turned out to be a not appropriate fit. <laughs> Let's put it that way. That's my PC way to put it. He got me to Nashville and ended up started playing it. Got my first demo done here and was all wide-eyed with all these big, great musicians playing on it and just thought, oh my gosh, I have to live in Nashville. So I did. I made the move and I started playing at Tootsie's, which is a famous honky-tonk in downtown Nashville. Mm -hmm. Really got my Nashville start there and was able to start kind of building my fan base because you can play downtown on Broadway and build a fan base without ever leaving Broadway because it's so transient of tourists coming and going. So started booking a lot of my shows that way and then meeting the people in the trucking industry and kind of fell into that world, which more on that through a trucking conversation. But yeah, I found trucking and it became such a beautiful stage for me. And that's how I met you. That is how you met me. Now, how did you transition from rock and roll to country? I mean, I know obviously Nashville is country, but what made you make that transition from a rock and roll band to wanting to be country? Here's the thing. Well, first of all, I grew up in, like I said, Texas, Oklahoma, and grew up in 90s country, which is just my favorite genre. The best. I grew up being in love with Winona, still in love with her. So very excited to get to be a part of the show with her. And especially now you can say this, music has become really genreless in a sense, obviously with so many crossovers. I think that coming back originally to country, doing country music felt so right. And so it's where the real storytelling happens. Nashville is such a songwriting, storytelling community. And I realize that more and more every year. And then now I think you can really just make music and it doesn't have to be, which is, I'll tell you in a little bit, this new project I have coming out. 
I feel like now whenever we sit down to write, it's not about what kind of music are we writing. It's just we're writing music and whatever comes out, comes out. I'm working right now with one bluegrass producer and then also a hip hop producer. And it's like, let's see what happens when we put that together. <laughs> awesome. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's really fun. Just whatever comes out, comes out. There's a lot of talk now about Americana music. And I think when you talked about the transition and the roots that you have, I think about somebody like Jason Isbell, right? The drive-by truckers and has been kind of in that on the outskirts of country and also doing rock and roll and that type of thing somebody that again it's about the songwriting and so is that possibly kind of how you're looking at where you are these days well no not exactly although i mean jason isbel all-time most amazing storyteller so this project that has really hit me that i'm coming out with i'm looking at it that each song is it's going to be its own project and its own record so to speak like cheryl crow just recently came out and said i'll never do an album again an album in full just because it's changed so much how we take music in how people find music what they want they hear one song and they're connected to that but maybe not the whole record i love the idea getting back to people wanting to see the full catalog of music but this project i'm about to put out we're going to release a song a month and actually as i look at it everyone could fall into a very different genre i have one that's going to be a full big island vibes club dance song the next one that's kind of like a 90s rock every breath you take meets zombie by the cranberries one that's very special that's going to be kind of a la patsy klein so it's all going to be really different I'm excited to look at it. I think in the past so many times we've just like thrown additional songs on an album in order to complete an album. This project I'm about to put out, every song is very, very personal to me, which I've never done a project like this where one song's about actually a new business I've started. One's about, it's a love letter to my daughter who I adopted to her birth mom. One's about traumatic event that I personally went through. One's about the bombing that happened down here on Nashville. One's about what we went through in COVID. Every song is really going to be personal, and I'm excited to then focus on each song and give it the right amount of attention, if that makes sense. It does, and it really makes sense with the way that the music industry has changed over, say, the last 10 years or so. I've got a few friends in the industry. It's not like it was 10 years ago or 15 years ago. We've got streaming now, so it makes sense for you to put things out individually. And I'm glad you brought up Cheryl Crow because she's another one of my favorites and somebody who has really done a lot, seen a lot, and gone through a lot of changes in the music industry. Is this project really adapting to where the business of music is these days? 100%. I really think artists have a power in their hands right now like they've never had or seen. And it's really exciting because I think in the olden days, (laughs) it was one of two things. You either kind of just made music as a hobby in that like, oh, I wish one day I could be, or you were that megastar that the label swooped in and it's all about the label and you depend on the label and the man in the suit that really owned your whole career. And now with streaming and actually the way that the next generation of musicians, these young kids who are so smart and so set in their ways and know what they want and know artistically who they are. It's really giving artists the power to be like, I can put music out how I want, when I want, where I want, and really tell stories. 
My mother-in-law was telling me just like during quarantine and all through COVID, she really dug in on music, just being home alone a lot. And like she fell back in love with Stevie Ray Vaughan and watching all his videos and interviews and like really getting to know that artist whose music you love. So I'm excited to put around each song, it'll have interview and a music video and behind the scenes. And it's going to be a whole project as opposed to something that's 99 cents you listen to once and then move on. I want to really package it together. So yes, I think it is 100% falling in with what's happening. It's just an exciting time to be an artist and really take that power back and create and see what happens. I think it gives you all much greater control of your own music. Mm -hmm. And I think that's great. You need to be in control of your own music and how it gets dispersed and where it gets dispersed and the vibe you want to put around how you put it out there initially too. You want to be in control of all that. So I think that's exciting. Does this new project have a name yet or are we not announcing yet? We're not announcing because we're not sure. <laughs> it has okay. a, it's between six to eight songs, but I think it's going to be called Six Stories with the hashtag Ephrodite. <laughs> yeah, Six Stories is kind of the working idea. I realized that Facebook memories reminded me that I didn't put like an actual project out it's been six years. I mean, I've done a lot of music, but I got so away from the artistry and the writing and the creative piece. Just I put a lot of love into my last record called Two Peaches, Six Cookies, and then went out and was touring and was out doing the trucking thing, touring, singing trucking songs. And then all these years went by and I realized, oh my gosh, I've written a lot, but I haven't done anything with it. And that's the other thing. I mean, we're supposed to just create, not worry about what happens afterward. And then I got so caught up in the machine, I think for a while and being in Nashville, of the okay what's the marketing behind it and what's the plan and what are we doing next what's the next gig and I forgot that I need to be creating because that's what my soul wants to do so yeah I'm really excited to create a bit so it's all around the number six you mentioned that you kind of get in that cycle the touring and all of that of course COVID radically changed what was happening in the entertainment business particularly for touring musicians like yourself. While COVID has certainly been a horrible thing for the country and the world to deal with, did it give you a break to kind of back away and say, all right, let's look at some other things? It was a godsend of a break. Obviously, we know that COVID was horrible for all the lives lost. But for me personally, well, I think for a lot of people, it was... I mean, my husband works in TV and film and he's normally traveling outside of the country all the time. We had this forced slowdown. We have a two-year-old and together time that was ultimately such a gift. We have never had anything like that. And I don't know if we'll ever have anything like that again. I mean, I think if that wouldn't have happened, I would have continued on a path just doing, doing and like driving my brain crazy as to what we're doing next, how we stay afloat, as opposed to really just coming back and connecting with myself and my family. So I'm really grateful for that time that we had that I got to to really gain some perspective and spend time just journaling and putting a lot of whatever was in my gut out there and putting on paper. And I'm finding all these journals of stuff I wrote over the past year. And I'm like, this is the real stuff. So yeah, I think it was ultimately a blessing and a very odd, but strange to say about a global pandemic. But you know what I mean, I think. Well, you mentioned earlier, of course, I knew this, that you had adopted a little girl. So tell me how the beautiful and infectious Freya Sunshine has changed your life and changed how you write, I bet, even. Yeah, I mean, I didn't get it before. Don't know till you know. And she's just the most beautiful soul, first of all, in the world. She's made me so much more present. 
focused on what's important, which sounds cliche, but I could spin my wheels all the time. All these crappy things that happen in the music business and who's not paying attention to me and what, you know, all the things. And then someone like her having a daughter comes along and we literally found out like birth mom found out she was in labor. We didn't even know we were going to be meeting Freya. We had had two adoptions fall through and I was just so brokenhearted. So just kind of had to step away for a while and then got a call on a Monday. This woman's in labor. This is your child. Freya was born Tuesday and then she came home with us on Thanksgiving day, two days later. All of a sudden, then I was a parent. And then I guess a year later, then pandemic cat. So it's been a really weird, wild several years. She has definitely made everything worth it. And I see everything very different because I could slough off a lot of things in the past, but now I can't because I'm growing and shaping a human being and what I leave behind or what I do leaves a mark with her. So it's definitely made me way more present and hopefully a little bit less of a jerk. <laughs> oh gosh, I've never thought that about you ever. I mean, remember when this happened because you and I were actually talking about a different event that you were talking about, maybe trying to put together right before this happened. We had a call and I think you had literally just gotten her the week before. And you're like, I just adopted this beautiful little girl. Of course, and I had no idea that that was happening. If you all don't follow Lindsay, it's Lindsay with an A, Lindsay Lawler on social media. You need to go find her. If nothing else, obviously for her music, but if nothing else to see her beautiful Freya. You can just tell by looking at her that she's something special. She has these eyes that just sparkle and they're just wide open and they are soaking everything in. And she has a smile that is infectious. And I mean, you can just see it through the pictures and through the videos. Go and follow Lindsay on social. You do not want to miss this sweet little girl. She does make your day better. I will say that. Actually, three of my friends right now, they run the Thompson Hotel here in Nashville. They're like the sommelier from the Thompson and the pastry chef and then the general manager. They have my daughter right now. They're like, we have the day off. Can we pick her up and take her to a jump house? Sure. Okay. So she's off gallivanting around town right now with them. Yeah. People people like to be around her. So it makes me very grateful. I love it. So you do have this awesome connection to the trucking industry as well. And you alluded that that kind of started back when you were, I guess, meeting people in the industry out there on Broadway doing your thing. But in 2011, you also formed a partnership with Truckload Carriers Association. Tell our audience a little bit about that and the Highway Angel program. Yeah, gosh, I can't believe that's 10 years ago. My family's still in Dallas, like I said, um, from there. And my father is an attorney and works a lot the insurance side on trucking. So we knew several people in the trucking industry. One of our friends had a connection years ago and it booked me to play Chris Roberts and I, my co-writing partner, to play at Gats at the Great American Truck Show in Dallas. And this was all those years ago. We got there and we were literally, you know, playing the convention floor back by the bathrooms or something. <laughs> but uh, singing songs and I'll never remember their little kids gather around. We started singing Itsy Bitsy Spider for truckers, children back by the bathroom. And I was like, this is the start of something. I don't know what. <laughs> yeah. And I met the people from TCA and heard about the Highway Angel program and the president at the time, Chris Burris, who is still a good friend of mine. I said to him, let me write a song for Highway Angel. The Highway Angel program recognizes truck drivers who have saved lives out on the road or just performed extraordinary acts. There are eyes and ears and the people looking out for you on the road, like so many other great programs in the industry where we feature these amazing stories. I said, let me write you a song for Highway Angel. And he's like, oh, that's either going to be horribly cheesy or horribly depressing. I was like, just let me try. We did. And they loved it. It became an anthem of sorts. 
remember that the road was wet The bright lights from the cars ahead I remember every word from the prayer I said And I remember how time stood still Seemed like forever until the world came crashing down of a hero sent my way person for the highway angel program and then we started doing a tour called the highway angel truck stop tour where we performed at truck stops across the country which was really awesome and then i'd have drivers show up and these big burly men with tears in their eyes saying thank you for writing a song for us and hearing us and being seen and i really during that tour formed such a love affair with truck drivers and men and women out there we realized too, us touring and then being out of the road was, there were so many similarities in our lifestyle. I loved hearing their stories. That's what songs are about or just people's stories. And you realize we really are all connected. So that was a really great couple of years for me. And then I got to perform for Reese Across America for the Lane of the Reeds every year at Arlington Cemetery because trucks bring the wreaths that cover the cemeteries across the country. And I've sang at the Capitol in D.C. for a song that I wrote for the lighting of the tree because a truck brings the tree that is cut down from a national forest on its way to D.C. 
so many cool things I've gotten to do because of that industry, because I love the industry. It's, it's been a cause that a group of people I actually love, not just showing up to seeing a benefit here and there. It's a real part of my soul. It's been an honor. So when you heard about this benefit and you heard about the opportunity to be on a bill with Winona, what did you think? I thought, well, where do I sign? Of course. <laughs> it couples to St. Christopher Fund, which I proudly support and have loved getting to work with and some country music legends. I'm excited. And we haven't filmed or shot anything around other people in so long. So I'm excited to do this. And I'm honored, beyond honored. We're going to try a couple songs, actually, we haven't done one or two that I think I've never done live. So I'm excited about that. And I mean, and it's Winona. One of my dear friends wrote Only Love for Winona. So I've gotten to sing that song with the writer before. It's fun to now be anywhere even remotely near her beautiful red head is exciting for me. <laughs> We're going to try not to fangirl. I'm not a big fangirl most of the time, but there's a handful of people. I can't say I thought Winona was one of those people, but when she said yes to this, I was like, okay, I think I might fangirl. <laughs> yes, I grew up listening to her music. There's so many memories that go with that 90s music time. And we were talking to Billy Dean last week, and I'm like, these are the years, 20 years ago when I was spending hours out in clubs you know I'm old now but I was spinning out in clubs and my husband and I danced together and so this is the music that we went to this is the music we danced to so there's just so much connected to that 90s time period I'm so excited so we have the memories of all that go with that and then we've got our industry connection and I absolutely love your music girl when I play your music my husband's always like that's Lindsay right I mean he recognizes your voice because I've played you so often and then, of course, we're bringing in new artists to celebrate a Horizon artist and Heath Sanders that's coming in. I'm just so excited to have everybody. I haven't heard you sing much live because I'm usually at the same shows you're at doing something completely different than what you're doing. And every time I come to Nashville, I think you've been out of town literally every time I've come to Nashville. And I have to tell you, you have this song that I love. It's called Goodbye Go. I love that song. I just don't know what it is about that song, but I just love it. It's a feel good, isn't it? It is. And I don't know. I'm watching the live when you do it and you're just so cute and sweet singing it. And I'm like, that's just one of my favorite songs of hers. Maybe nobody's really paid attention to. I don't know, but I love Goodbye Go. So y'all go look that up on YouTube. Well, thank you. It's funny. We put that out as the radio single on that record and I did not want it to be a single because it is fun. It's so fun, but it's not what my choice was going to be. I wanted to put out this song called This Is Gonna Hurt and we ended up putting that one and it did well-ish at radio, but I think it should have been a second single be like something more powerful in that. I did a video. It's online somewhere. You can find it. And I like just took feel good clips of funny, random, crazy people in my life videos off my phone and set it to that song. And yeah, it's one of those things that you can drive and you're like, wow, I need to get over myself. Life is kind of sad. That's right. That's right. And hey, we need that. I just listened to it actually last week again. I was like, I so needed this song today. I just needed a, let me get up and kind of dance around and not think about everything that's going on kind of song. Right now, get a little bit lost in the crowd. Only one. 
virtual concert series. Tell us what songs you're going to be singing. I submitted a few because we're using Cactus, one known as husband, his band, which that'll be fun too. Chris Roberts will be with me. Actually, remember now which songs I told him we're going to do. We're going to do a song <laughs> called Let's Be Lonely Together. And that's when I said, we've never done that live, but it's on that Two Peaches record. It's a duet called Let's Be Lonely Together. And I love that song. It's a punchy in the gut, sad country song, but it's really powerful. So I'm excited about that. And then we're also doing a song, I think, Hate That I Love You. We're going to do Highway Angel, because of course, for trucking. And then I believe we're going to do One Mile at a Time, which is the song that we wrote for Reese Across America. So I think those are the ones we said. Yeah. <laughs> I think that sounds right. Yeah. I think that sounds right. And we need to get Itsy Bitsy Spider in there, too. That's yeah, I know. I'll come up with my a bluegrass version of Itsy Bitsy Spider. <laughs> so maybe during rehearsals, you'll get to sing with Winona, too. I might have to come over a little early, to. Yeah. That's when all the fun stuff happens, when you're preparing for an event like this. So. Before they're filming and we don't have to be appropriate. That's right. <laughs> So you also have a place called The Loft in Nashville. Tell us a little bit about The Loft. Yes, if you go to NashvilleMusicLoft.com, you can find us. It's a really special, awesome place here right in the heart of downtown on 2nd Avenue. It's a vacation rural, but also private music event space. There's nothing really like it in Nashville. We just built a great stage in it. You step off the elevator and there's a baby grand piano and all the back line for the band and then a gourmet kitchen and bar. And then plus it's three bedroom and that soon to be three bedroom. I'm having a bunk room built right now. It's just a really special place. And we've had, I mean, Reeb has been here. Tim and Faith have been here. Actually, Garth Brooks' daughter just had her CD release here Friday. Mm -hmm. There's nothing like it. And the fact that you can rent it and then also have private music in your Airbnb 
actually the guy who's just saying that wrote Only Love, Marcus Hummon, he plays here a lot. It's just a really special place. So you can check it out at nashvillemusicloft.com, rent it or come to a party. Once we get through the COVID hump, I'm going to go back to my monthly happy hours here where I bring in music and food and drink and just happy days vibes. So yeah, it's a very special place. That's awesome. So literally everything that you do, you pour your entire heart and soul and energy into. So when you think about this event with Winona and the team and St. Christopher Fund, what is it you hope people will take away from this event? Well, a couple of things. My biggest thought or hope for when we do events like this and have musicians singing the praises of the trucking industry, we all that work within the industry know how great it is. But like taking that word outside for, you said, I know it's for the drivers to feel appreciated, but my biggest hope is that people outside of the trucking industry realize how necessary truck drivers are, how just beneficial they are and what amazing hardworking people they are. Those are the stories that I like being able to tell. That's why all these different beautiful programs that highlight driver's stories and their lifestyle is important to me. And I think that this event is such a win-win. A, we get to make music again with amazing artists for a great cause. So it's just a win-win all around. So having people like Winona step in and say, yeah, drivers do need to be shown appreciation I think that's just really important. So this to me feels like a win-win on a lot of levels. I think I agree with you on that. And that's why I was so excited when this whole team said yes to doing this, because we know how important the industry is. And you know how much I love the industry and St. Christopher loves the industry and how much it's appreciated by artists. But unfortunately, sometimes we have to take the positive out of the negative. And we've gone through this over a year of COVID and it really has brought a spotlight to the industry. I hate that it's taken something like this to bring a spotlight to the industry, but we definitely want to continue to build on that and not let people forget that every day, no matter what, COVID or not, pandemic or not, they are in and out there every day making this happen, making sure goods are delivered. So they truly are the backbone of what's going on. If they aren't out there working, then we don't have anything because literally everything you have has been on a truck. It was so exciting for me to have you all step in and see the importance and feel like it's important to be a part of what we do, as well as give back to these men and women behind the wheel. I think they're going to enjoy it. I think it's going to be really just such a special event all the way around. I do too. It's come up for me a couple of times. I've talked to a couple of people about this, the comparison between similar to music and trucking where you don't think about anything as you're eating your eggs or sleeping in your bed. You don't realize what took for you to get that product or that food or everything that went into it. And that's the same with music. Hop online or stream something and listen or go to a bar and hear music, but you don't think about what it took to write that song and record that song and have the thought and put it out there. And so there's, to me, a really interesting comparison with music and trucking in that way. And I just think that bringing those two worlds together and musicians being able to tell the driver's stories is just a really cool synergy there. And one of the things you're really talking about here, Lindsay, is the idea of sacrifice, because what you're talking about when drivers are out there, yes, it is their job, but it's also a lifestyle. There's so much that goes into it, so much sacrifice away from family, all of that. And when you look at what musicians, artists have to do to make it in this industry, which is very, very difficult on any level, there's a lot of sacrifices that you've had to make throughout your life, your career. It's really neat to hear you're at a great spot in your life where things are going pretty well. You got a lot of things happening and you're able to give back too. 
Yeah, and that's good to hear. It's a good reminder for myself too. The give back part is the most important piece. I think we're on this earth to do things we love, but to have that mutually beneficial piece to it where I get to make music. If anything helps or inspires anyone, we get asked as musicians a lot to perform or be a part of a lot of different things. And you really do have to choose because you don't want to spread yourself too thin. But when you're able to focus on things that speak to your soul and you get to make music and combine all that, it just makes a lot of sense. It's a good reminder to be present and know that if you're successfully making music and giving back in areas that light you up and help others, that's what life is all about for me, at least. It's awesome. I am in a good place. And thanks for saying that. I'm finally like just really waking up and understanding the power that I hold as an artist. And by power, I mean, just to do what makes me happy and work with those who do the same around us and help hopefully inspire others while we're doing it. Well, and the fact of the matter is music is healing. It just is. There's so many of us that when there's nobody else, when there's nothing else, there's always music. There are songs that are going to pull you through whatever it is you're going through. There's always that saying that says there's a song lyric that's an answer to every question. And that's literally just true. Sounds like to me, this new project you have coming out is going to touch a whole lot of people in a whole lot of different areas. I'm really looking yeah. forward to this new project and hearing these new songs. Lindsay has a lot going on. She's got this new project coming out. Be on the lookout for that. The virtual series from the loft with the songwriters. You also do a podcast, right? Champagne and Queso. Are you still doing that? <laughs> That's been a little bit on hiatus, but we're actually in talks of bringing that back as well as another podcast called We Should Write. So be on the lookout for those two. And I have a new company that we launched called Nashville Bachelorettes which you can go to NashvilleBachelorettes.com. And it's not just Bachelorette. It's a VIP curated itinerary that includes like private music for you. And you basically curate your whole weekend in Nashville, whether you're a bachelorette party, girls weekend, couples weekend here for a sporting event. We just happen to very luckily own the domain of National Bachelorettes. It's all about things you can't Google. It's stuff that I can book through through my network. So that's fun too. Well, back in January, I was like, what's the name of your company again? Because I was like, I got to have this on speed dial because the next event I have, next time I'm coming to Nashville, she's on the speed dial button for that because she <laughs> just knows all this. You do all the touristy stuff and you know all the stuff that's out front, but there's so many little things behind the scenes you don't know about. And I'm like, those are the things I want to see. Check out Nashville Bachelorettes. They've got a fun commercial for it, too, so go check that out. Yeah, yay. Oh, my goodness. you got a ton of stuff going on between your music, your business interests, and raising a little girl, being a <laughs> wife and mom. How do you keep everything pointed in the right direction? I have no idea. Literally, as we're talking about it, I'm like, whoa, I'm thinking of all the things I need to get done today that I haven't done yet. I think that my biggest thing that I've learned lately, the only way I get through it all is to not get overwhelmed and just to like let it flow and stay present. And I uh, read Shonda Rhimes, who's the creator and producer of Grey's Anatomy and just as successful in the film world. She talks about whatever you have on, you have to be 100% focused in that, which really takes you out of multitasking. If I have my mom hat on, I got to be 100% present in that and not thinking of what's next. If I have my musician hat on, I'm writing a song or on stage, or if I've got business hat on, or got wife hat on or friend hat on. I think that's really important that you are just all in and present in whatever you're focused in on that time. Because if not, your brain can spiral out of control with all the things that you could be doing or need to be doing or 
should be doing. I wear a lot of hats. So just remembering which one I have on at the time and <laughs> focusing on it. We know which hat that you're going to have on in May during this event. Performance high kick hat. <laughs> That's right. Well, Lindsay, thank you for putting on your musician and artist hat today and spending <laughs> some time with us and friend hat. There's some friend hat in there too. 100%. I love talking to Lindsay. So big virtual hugs to you until I see you next month. Give Freya June a big hug for me too. One of these days I will get to meet her and I know she's going to make me very happy. You will. Maybe I'll have my husband run her by just so you can give her a quick. Oh, that'd be awesome. We're bound to have a break in there somewhere. Well, take care, Lindsay. Thanks for joining us and we will see you next month. Thank you so much for having me guys, including me in this event and reminding people of, of what I'm doing. I'm honored to be a part of it and love what you guys are doing. Once again, folks, we want to thank Lindsay Lawler for joining us on the SCF Highway to Hope podcast. Greg Thompson back here with your Highway to Hope podcast host, Shannon Courier. And Shannon, once again, thank you so much for allowing me to join your friend conversation with Lindsay. I thought it was really cool to hear about the mutual experiences that you guys have had in trucking. And once again, as we mentioned at the top, this is one busy woman. She is doing a lot these days. She is. She's got a lot going on. That just talks to who she is as a person, you know, always wanting to create and give back and be a part of things in Nashville and things in the industry. I'm honored to call her my friend and hopefully you guys got an insight into who Lindsay was and it hopefully it felt like a, you know, sitting on the table next to some girlfriends catching up and chit-chatting. So that's kind of how it is with me and Lindsay. And I can't wait to get to see her in person and give her a hug next month. So we're looking forward to that. And I appreciate her taking time out of that super busy schedule. Let's talk a little bit about the details for May 16th. The concert is a virtual concert. It is on May 16th from 6 to 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. Tickets are $20, and with your $20, you'll also get a free CD from Nastic from their Grando Trucking Show. That's going to be an awesome free gift for you guys to be a part of the event. I also want to thank as well Donna Horton for helping me put this together. And I also want to thank our sponsors. Without these main sponsors stepping in beside us, we would never be able to make this happen. And so thank you to NASTIC. That's the National Association of Small Trucking Companies and Averett Express. Without these two companies, this would not be happening. Now, we're going to have plenty more sponsors to announce as well along the way. But I wanted to give these two a shout out and just thank them for really covering the bulk of the cost of this and making this happen for us. Okay, Shannon, the most important question I'm going to ask you during this podcast series is the following. How do I get my ticket to the May 16th virtual concert, the Highway to Hope benefit for SCF? That is the best question and I have the best answer. You can go to our website at truckersfund.org and click on the slider that's on the main screen to purchase your ticket. Once you purchase your ticket for $20, then you will get a code to log in to the live event. 
if you go to the live event, you're going to punch in your code on the day of, and it's going to take you to the event. And let me just go ahead and tell everybody too, this is a live event. Even though it's virtual, it is a live event. It will not be available past the live date of May 16th from 6 to 8 p.m. So if you don't have a ticket, you will not have an opportunity to be a part of this event at a later date. And it's important to note, as you said, it's a live event. So if you buy a ticket, you need to make sure that you have a calendar reminder or something that tells you that I need to be on my computer, I need to be at my device on the date, at the time, because once it's shown live, it's gone. Right, it's a one and done. So if you buy your ticket, we don't want you to miss this event. And it's gonna be an awesome event. It's $20 and you're getting five artists and a portion of your donation for $20 comes back to St. Christopher Fund and supports the men and women behind the wheel. So it's an awesome event. You know, we hope to be able to do this again and we hope to be able to do it live. So this is our maiden voyage for this type of event. And so we hope everybody will join us for it. I think it's gonna be fantastic. And I hope everybody's talking about it later. So go grab your ticket at truckersfund.org. Set that calendar reminder so you can join us for the live event Sunday, May 16th from 6 to 8 p.m.